The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and I know I usually do a whole little intro about uh, how rotten Hollywood is, but since we are starting off with a bunch of conversations that you guys wrote in to my Twitter about how rotten Hollywood is, I really didn't want to do that. <laughs> but I do want to welcome to the show my co-host and one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, host of the militant moderate Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Good day, and yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think basically our audience is starting to know that yeah that 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 intro thing yeah well uh, yeah they well they like it when we didn't do it i got some write-ins like why didn't you do that bit and i'm like <laughs> well it's kind of depressing so i'm skipping it on depressing weeks mm-hmm. um but we had a couple of things uh fatima ali she was a contestant on top chef died we had Chris Brown, the surfer, die. We have Chris Brown up on sexual assault charges and Brian Singer up on uh, being uh, getting some complaints against him. Uh, what did Chris Brown do this time? Oh, the same shit he always does. Except this time they're saying he was rapey and hitty. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Is anyone surprised? Well, no, 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 no. You know, I mean, the last time it was Rihanna, who was the, you know, uh, pop royalty. Who who did he nail this time? Uh, some chick he's dating and uh, a couple of different girls, but he got really kind of rapey, apparently. So, I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Why is, why are people still, is, is there, is there a thing Is there a market for Chris Brown still? That's, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. If there's... Do you, can you what at what point can you not separate the artist from the art? You know, at what point can you just say stop? Or I'm just well, gonna not buy your stuff. Now so, that's gonna segue us into our next conversation. For you the record, are I've Kelly. never paid to see a Roman Polanski film ever. All right. Yeah, so, me neither. Yeah. Um, and I I really would like to get rid of that hypocrisy. I don't know how everyone's still like, he's a genius, but we're gonna get pissed off at everyone else. If they're rapey, they're rapey. Don't bother. Yeah. Um, so, for everyone that wrote in, you guys asked me a bunch of questions about R. Kelly did Hollywood. No. Yes, of course, Hollywood knew. Why did Hollywood know? Because fucking everyone knew. It wasn't like, this was not a Bill Cosby thing where we were covering it up. <laughs> like, this was not well hidden. And yet he still winds up singing the main song in a movie with Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. Yep, right after peeing in the mouth of a 14-year-old girl. Mm, yeah, which, well, that was alleged because that was found, I believe that was uh, so, that was overturned because they could not actually prove that it was him n- in the video. No, it was because the girl refused to press charges and magically got money. And, so, and she refused to say if it was him or not in the video. But it is a picture of... You can tell it's fucking R. Kelly. It's a fucking video. What? Amongst other videos of R. Kelly fucking other women. Uh, I'd uh, like to remind everyone, every time we swear, we give money uh, to the Boys and Girls Club of America. We give money to free MMA, free martial arts for everyone. And, of course, uh, the Humane Society. Because we like animals, children, and self-defense. So, I just want to remind everyone of that while we get into this awful, awful tirade. Smalls. Okay. (laughs) So, they are. They're calling him the king of of, uh, R&B. What? That's James Brown. Sit he, back to your mm-hmm. corner, thank you. All right, yeah. no. Well, it's it's you know Chris Brown. It, it's the, the the whole thing is bizarre. But he's so, calling himself the king of R and B. Yeah, that I can so, see. But no, no. The, titles been the taken. things with R. R Kelly, guys. He married Aaliyah when she was fifteen. That was public. 
he went to court with a video that's on the internet. I have not gone looking for it, and I will not because it contains a child. But there is a video of him with underage women. This isn't new. This isn't news. And this was not a Hollywood cover-up. Because uh, nobody tried to cover it up? Well, really, uh, this is going to sound incredibly racist. Um, maybe they would have, or maybe people would have paid attention if it was not um, impoverished black and Latino girls he'd gone after. He'd well, gone that's, after. Always, that's always an issue. The people with lawyers are always going to do better than the people without. Uh, that's it. He went for minorities and he went for minorities. I know that from minorities. personal experience. Uh, mm -hmm. When you go for impo impoverished minorities, you know, he, he was a smarter hunter than yeah. most pedophiles, but he's still a fucking pedophile. That doesn't change that. Well, then there was that, there was that, uh, was that Jimmy something, Jimmy Savo or something like that? Jimmy Saval. Saval. He okay. was a son of a bitch. Now, right. I, I like the way the UK handled it, by the way. As soon as that came out, there wasn't like a maybe he didn't do it, let's stick up for him. They mm. removed the parks that were named after him. They removed Jimmy Saval's street. They were like, Fuck you and the horse you rode in on, dug up the street signs, renamed the street. Although this was after he had lived a long life, right? Well, nothing came out until after he was dead. Right, yeah. Because he'd been so, paying everyone off. Uh, how much do you have to pay off somebody? Hey, what is your price? I don't know if I have a price when it comes to uh, looking the other way when it comes to Jungle Gym Fever. I no. mean, seriously. Yeah. You get, I, I don't know what your price is for a child. Um, and where your soul is, let me mm -hmm. just be clear there. But, you know, um, th those that don't know, I know Paul knows, I've, I've adopted a couple of children. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time when you adopt kids, they don't come from the best background. Right, right. right. So I've, I've dealt with the after effects, the counseling, all the shit that comes after the things that happened by the people that I want to murder. Right, but, so you'd figure that there's not only there is the child, but then there's the counselors around the child, then there's yep. the social workers around yep. the child, then yep. there's the soon-to-be uh, adoptive uh, or foster parents of that yep. child. None of these people knew? It is none not of these, that fucking easy to get away with. None of these people, there's a lot of people. That well, it even, means he pulled an R. Kelly. He got went to the poorest demographic, and he paid off the bio parents. Uh, when you're dealing Jesus. with kids in the system, uh, there's yeah. a lot more going on. I, uh, I I know what I dealt with with the state to get mine. Right, right. Like the state is as much shit as everyone gives the state. Yes, the best place for children are with their biological family if that is feasible. Mm -hmm. If it is not, and you go through the state to adopt. They are up your ass, and it is a damn good thing because even with as stringent as they are, bad people still slip through. But for the most part, because of how stringent they are, less bad things happen that otherwise, than otherwise would. Mm -hmm. Most of these kids are with their bio families, and it's the bio families being paid off. Well, the girl that um, that, would Kelly, very, that would be relatively specific. So, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, how does he... Was did he do this through like community outreach programs or something? Uh, like Kelly, that? No, he found he went to poor areas and went to girls at the mall. So he found <laughs> girls at the mall. The girl, the fourteen-year-old that he went after, mm. was the niece of his backup singer, and her parents took the payoff. Now the backup singer, the one that used to work with R. Kelly and stopped after this when she found out what happened with her niece, has not stopped yelling about this since it started happening. But nobody gave a shit. She's in the documentary. She mm. hasn't shut up about this because she didn't get paid off. Okay. He offered her a settlement. He offered her one. And she put it out there. She put it online. She's like, this is what he offered me to shut up. Well, for our listeners, I will be watching the Surviving R. Kelly thing this week and have more more opinions. Although, uh, I believe R. Kelly has come out and said that it's very biased against him. Uh, yes, he has said that. And like that's Title is <laughs> well. Title's they're not a just bit, title's a bit of swap too, but we'll see. Well, they're not just talking about the pedophilia, where the pedophilia, like that, that's what we're focused on here. Uh -huh. Because the one thing you can say about R. Kelly, he is in a video where he is having really kinky sex and then peeing in the mouth of a fourteen-year-old, 
and he married 15-year-old Aaliyah when he was almost 30. So, yes, I would call him a pedophile. Um, as far as abusing women and the additional stuff they're saying he did, uh. I've heard rumors. I don't know. But if you're putting your penis inside of a child, you're a pedophile. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That seems to be uh, uh, at least a good rule or at least a definition of what you find in what I don't know. I'm not looking that up. All right. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> don't Google that, people. <clears throat> but so for those writing in asking if it was a Hollywood secret, if Hollywood covered this up, we didn't have to. He hunted and went after the poorest demographics and minority girls. Nobody gave a shit. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's not necessarily something that that Hollywood like would get behind or cover up or lose. You know, obviously there were some people covering up after Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, but uh, if people just get just they can just pay people silence. It's like, look, I don't want to go to jail, but here's a hundred thousand dollars. You know what's and sometimes a hundred thousand dollars is a load of money. You know. When, and with the girls he was going after, it was. Mm. So for those that were asking, you know, were we hiding him? No. I'm sure Hollywood would have if they had to. Right. It sounds terrible. I'm sure they would have. And he was more into music and touring, too. So that's, yeah. that's not not really a whole... I mean, he did a few... Mu- he did music videos. I don't know if he was ever in a movie or he ever starred in one. No, he's not like a film person. But <laughs> even, on the, even in the music industry, they would have covered it up, I'm sure. They just didn't have to. Mm. And that's the worst part. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, uh, we, we can suck. Okay. <laughs> well, it's it's bad enough when you say yes, we've covered up some stuff, but when there is a group of people that are so sidelined, we don't even have to bother covering it up. That's worse. That's the way things are going, unfortunately. So we're getting it, and no, it does not look like he's starting a movie anywhere. Although he does have it himself uh, <laughs> uh, credit in the uh, surviving R. Kelly. So that's just, that. I am so glad funny. someone put that in there. <laughs> like that's, you, you know. know, he can't be happy with that. Congratulations on your IMDb credit, R. Kelly. I like that. All right, guys, we are going to go to break. When we come back, we're going to uh, do a thank you to some product partners before we carry on and do our giveaway. Because I don't kind of want to combine that with the whole R. Kelly pedophilia conversation. Because <laughs> yeah. fuck that noise. I mean, can we can we talk about the Oscars or something like that? Right, like okay, not one, not one question about the Oscars. Except, well, I did get the why don't you guys have a host, and I'm not getting into that shit. <laughs> um, but beyond that, like not Oscar question. Usually, like you guys, this time last year, were bombarding us with Oscar questions. This year, all y'all want to know about Sir Kelly. That documentary has got to win something for that. Mm, wasn't nominated, I don't think. It should have been. It's it's really a hard thing to watch, actually. I never got through it. I couldn't get through it. I'm Summer Helene. I am on with my co-host, host of the militant moderate, Paul Michael Boland. When we come back, we'll be talking about something more pleasant. And I see that we have a whole bunch of specific questions on R. Kelly. Okay, maybe we won't. Mm. Um, fuck. We'll be back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Can you truly be a change agent in your community? We think you can. Tune in every week for Envision with co-hosts Thomas Rosenberg and Ronnie Langer Kroger. The show is all about building an inclusive and just future by connecting people with ideas. Connect with what's happening in your community, your country, and around the world as we speak with amazing guests who are fostering change and making their communities better. Envision is heard live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Where can you learn about EasyWayPromotions.com's social media marketing, brand positioning, and more? Easy Talk Live. Where can you get tuned into celebrities in the business world? Easy Talk Live. Where can you learn about entrepreneurment? Easy Talk Live. Every week, host Eric EZ Zuli and his celebrity friends talk about global causes, offer tips and tricks that you can use right now on social media, and give you the chance to promote your projects on Easy Talk Live. Every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. 
Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, 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 guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Sam Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. And I do want to give a shout-out to about 85 people that own me. Adrian Alcantar Hair Studio, thank you for always making me look gorgeous, especially this close to award season. Aspen Mills Bread Company, you do so much for charity. You're a wonderful group. Thank you. Scott Haskin, thank you for the wonderful intro music. Flat Black Art Supplies, you help out uh, one of the charities we support, which is Free MMA, so we like you. Um, Aloft Seattle SeaTech Airport Hotel and Phoenix, Aloft Phoenix. We fucking love Aloft. Um, like I shouldn't be swearing this, but we love Aloft. We stay mm. there when we do our Comic Cons and stuff. They're fantastic. Off-road rentals, thank you for doing free giveaways every week. Um, vinyl Styles Prints and Designs, thank you for supporting charities. That's a big thing for us. We do a lot of the charities. Uh, the New Palm Springs Diet, you guys love Dr. Russ. He does the Under the Tongue Spray. It's a great way to get skinny. And then Pino's Palette Palm Springs. They're doing a free giveaway this month for a winner. So we've got a couple of giveaways Oh, this week. Um, and it's a painting done in. You go in, you do your own painting. Don't worry, I didn't paint it. The art teacher there did. And they teach you how to paint. It's really cool. This week we are giving away antlers. And it says, oh dear, it's really cute. We'll put up a picture. And write in and tell us... Um, who your favorite Oscars host was, and you can win the Pino's Palette uh, picture and our ATV ride or our True Rest uh, float in Las Vegas or Sedona. Paul, do you want to pick a question for our ATV ride or our, tr- or our float? All uh, right. Who was the uh, last Oscar host? I like that. So there are two questions. They're about the Oscars. And thank you guys for writing in. Except everything you've written in is about R. Kelly. Um, really, Paul and I were trying to direct you to the Oscars. Seriously, people. Mm. Um, how did he get away with it? All Very right. easily. Let, let me ask the question I asked during the break, and we'll have you answer it, because I thought I, could, I came up with a pretty good one. My, my question was, is if a, if, a, uh, if a person does not of a legal age to consent to sexual activity, how in God's name are they, is it decision up to them them or how does this how are they how are they involved in a decision whatsoever would not to press charges against the attacker so to a degree a parent can be involved and say mm. no we're not pressing charges but in this case they wouldn't have that right the state takes over the state says whether or not charges are being pressed mm. and if the kid and her parents say this never happened that's how charges don't get pressed so it's a matter of he said she said which most of these things are unfortunately it is, but in a, it's a matter of he said he didn't, paid her lots of money, so she said she didn't. He didn't. <sighs> and when you're coming from, again, the most targeted group for sexual assault is often the African-American community, is women in the African-American community. But on top of that, they're largely um, socially ignored. And I hate to, to say it like that, but... You know, it's there's a big difference. You don't see the the cry out well, that I you th- do when like J.C. Lee Dugard went missing, oh. or you see when these pretty you know when when these pretty little white girls go missing. You don't see the same outcry with the with the uh, 
girls in the minority community. Well, I'm, I'm sure if it was one of Beyonce's kids that got, got kidnapped, heaven forbid, that, that there'd be a giant outpouring. I think that's more of a classism than a racism thing. Yeah, the, ra- the, the racism is why we don't hear about it. Going on, there's human trafficking going on in the hillbilly community, too. and that's all Absolutely. Like, you know. It's, it's classism and racism. It's a combination of both. And unfortunately, um, R. Kelly tapped into that in a way that is horrifying. And I don't want to use the term brilliant. I need another term. It's horrifying. No, it's just, and no, More than likely, it's, an, it's a, a crime of opportunity. Yeah, you know? it, horrifying and successfully tapped into that. He appeals to those girls. communities. He appeals to other communities. Well, he did. He his, music, his music, you know, yeah. um, you know, I know Lady Gaga just, uh, I think she, what, she did a track with him a few years ago, but she just 86 that track off of Apple iTunes yeah. everywhere. Well, there's a whole movement called Hashtag Mute R. Kelly, uh-huh. and they're trying to get him taken off the radio off of everywhere he played, but all of the artists that are now coming at him actually refuse to be in the documentary. The only uh, big celebrity that agreed to be in the documentary besides Wendy Williams, who's not, I wouldn't call her a big celebrity. She's a celebrity. She's cool. She'll tell you she is. But she's not Lady Gaga. Um, right. She's a cool lady. Um, but was John Legend. And everyone came out oh. saying, it's wonderful you did this. This was That's so heroic. He's like, um, please don't call me heroic for saying pedophilia is not okay. Right. You know, uh, like this isn't fucking heroic. It's it's common sense. After like, a while, we need to be reminded as a whole that uh, doing the right thing is the thing you're supposed to freaking do. You know, like yeah. you reward the people for doing the right thing. That's fine. You know, I'm I give credit to John Lennon, John Legend, uh, being the only one apparently to appear in that documentary, and he's pretty freaking huge right now. Yep, but um, Lady Gaga wouldn't do it. A lot of the singers that worked with him wouldn't do it, except John Legend. And he was mm-hmm. the first to pull his music and do all of this shit, and he was doing it before the docu came out. He did it once the news started getting out that this guy how, was doing this stuff. How and much? BuzzFeed's the one that broke the biggest, the, the, the newest story before the docu. Uh-huh. And so John Legend did something about it and then spoke in the docu and everyone's like, you're a hero, you're this, you're that. He's like, I'm not a hero for saying this is wrong. (laughs) That's not a big deal. Please don't say that. Yeah, he's to be commended. uh, But that's the right response. Yeah. And that's the right response. And I'm glad he did what he did. And, you know, and um, he he is a hero. But that's but he said the exactly the right thing. You know, when the press asked him, and the world and the world had it his is well, we gave his ear, ear. You know, he said that yeah, this is what you're supposed to do. Duh. And that's it. And I like that response. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for the guys writing in and for the girls writing in that we're getting in right now, I'm, I'm getting distracted by them. Um, the the reason he got away with it was because he was going after poor minorities. It, it it's not fair. It's not right. But it's what yeah, he did. Kids whose parents couldn't afford good lawyers. Which kids whose parents couldn't afford to turn down college tuition for their kids. Yeah, but you think that a civil suit would have would have got him a lot more. You think they'd want a civil suit, or do you think he'd have dragged it out in court for the next ten years? Uh. He probably would have settled. I'm sure he would have, but you're right. They couldn't afford the lawyer to do it. They couldn't to get it off the ground in the first place or mm-hmm. to or to put fear into the lawyers of R. Kelly's as it is. I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they did, and they were still willing to take a payout. Maybe their payout was bigger than it normally would be if he just said, uh, went to the parents, yo, can I write you a check? You know. Uh, he's, he's written a lot of checks. The whole thing is bizarre. And the fact that we're having this conversation and people think it was some Hollywood she- secret shocks me. Like, it was publicly out that he married Aaliyah. He went on trial for statutory rape. Like, this isn't new. Why is everyone treating this like it's new? Just because nope. someone packaged it in a documentary? Suddenly, I believe I can fly is no longer cool? Well, like. It- was that the he went on trial for the PP tape because he he, he yeah, was he clear he was clear to that he was because the girl wouldn't testify 
And the official reason that I read was that they couldn't, they, they weren't 100% sure it was him on the tape. No, that was his lawyer's argument, and they've put a lot of press behind that. That's I not have, why he was clear. Well, when you pay off, you get to put the out the official statement. There statements. you go. It's, it's oh. like, what's the expression? History is written by the winners of the war. Pretty much. So the reason the case was dropped from the legal standpoint was because they could not get the girl to testify. Mm. His lawyer's argument was, sure, it looks like him, but it could have been his brother. They actually said it could have been his brother. That was his own lawyer's argument. Uh, well, okay, there's throwing your, his brother under the bus. Was his brother then investigated? No, his brother's in prison for something else. Um, but <laughs> the, girl, the girl refused to say anything, say who did what. She said that's that didn't happen. It wasn't him. It's not even me. There you go. So. Yeah, dumb. All right, what are you gonna do? Smack the shit out of her parents. <sighs> There's a point. I know money seems like a good idea. And yeah, but they, they got those parents got to live with that decision. So it's not just that. It's. If like, I give, if, if you can't have money you, now. I love you, but I don't love I, you as much as X amount of dollars. There you go. That's so, exactly it. It's know. that for the rest of her life, that child now has a price on her head. Her dignity, her mm-hmm. self-respect, her pain, her suffering, her humiliation, and her assault right. is worth this much money. Her dignity, her self-respect is worth this much money. And if any sociopath with a fat checkbook comes around, they kind of knows how much he's going to cost. Pretty much. And, you know, what you're going to spend in therapy, I know I'm paying for a lot of therapy. Mm. He better have given you a really good payoff because it's not cheap. Good therapy is not cheap. Mm. And you're going to be in it for a long time. Yes. And I think we're about to go to break. So, you know, hey, people, just try try to be less rapey. A little bit less rapey. Be a little more John Legendy. Which, I, which I'm saying John Legendy is in do the right thing and then pretend it's not a big deal. Pretend it's just the right thing to do. Uh, Let's all yeah. be a little more like John Legend. <laughs> when we come back, we're going to be on with Michael Aguirre. He's a self-taught FX artist. He started uh, acting in haunted houses, got into characters, makeup. He created a character known as uh, Digger. He's with the AZ Corps crew. He's really awesome. We work with him at the Comic-Cons and stuff. He's worked in films, music videos, multiple projects over the years. Uh, if you see him in costume, he will scare the shit out of you, but he is fantastic. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Boland. And when we come back, we are not answering any more questions about R. Kelly. Watch the fucking documentary. Yeah, we and I will watch the documentary also. <laughs> Creepy. Yes, but go with the mute R. Kelly. That's a good, good, follow that. You'll see why. Way ahead we'll of you. <laughs> Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. What defines your success? Is it success in your business? Success in your personal life? Is it more money? Is it meaningful relationships? How about your passion? Listen for Taking Care of Business with host David Wallach. 
David's guests share their challenges and what they did to overcome them. What if you can let your passion for success lead you to your success? Taking Care of Business is broadcast live every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with Michael Geary. He's a friend of mine, a really awesome person, and an all-round badass zombie. G'day, Michael. Hey, how you doing? Um, we were great. We got stuck talking about R. Kelly, so a little less awesome. Um, but in general, <laughs> yeah, right. we're doing we're doing pretty good. So now right, I've told good. everyone you're a self-taught VFX artist. You started in haunted houses. You've been in films, music videos, all kinds of stuff over the years. You've been at the cons. Um, you know, you you do all sorts of things. How did you teach yourself to do visual effects? So for those that don't know. Um, an FX artist, it's it's visual effects. It's it's physical special effects. Special effects, yeah. but it's the physical stuff, not digital, and it is fucking hard. Yeah, it's, it's all practical. So basically, the way it is all came about when I was thirty five years old. I'm forty three now. So when I was thirty five, um, I trade. I make commercial glazer. I build buildings. You know, the glass, the doors, the metals everything around it that allows you to see inside. And that's, that's what I build on a daily basis as a foreman. Um, but back then I went into a place which is called the 13th floor here in Arizona and had to work on the place to get it so they could pass. And when I walked into there, I seen it and I was like, wow, like, how do I do this? They said, come try out. So I did. And during trying out, make a long story short, I became a character known as the grave digger took over the zombie walks through Arizona, started spreading them out through the country. And in the meantime, I started falling in love with how these characters were made, how they were created, what it took. I used concrete, epoxies, resins, all that stuff to make these prosthetics that create the monsters that you guys see in these movies. And doing practical effects is a lot different than visual effects because there's a lot more detail that's involved. So I just do what I do and go along with it and make it happen. I mean, it's how you have fun. I mean, you have to have a passion for what you do. Well, your passion, you've become iconic with your zombie. Your zombies become iconic. Your walks have become iconic. Can you tell everyone a little bit about how you got into doing the walks and... <laughs> Got your crew so behind once you? I, once, once I started doing the haunted houses, when I was at the first haunted house, when I ever first started, I was in the back and they're like, you know, we need to make characters for the haunted house. It's a very brand new haunted house at the time. And I was like, okay, anybody using this shovel? And they're like, no, go ahead. I was working in the graveyard. So I figured, let me go play a grave digger. And... I got introduced to knee pads and steel toe boots and learned how to slide across the asphalt. And I had a shovel. Me being creative, I was like, hmm. I added spark cartridges to the bottom of my shovel. Now I can slide across the asphalt or any other surface because I have knee pads and rain sparks on you and complete chaos and terror to you. When you're creating a scare, you have to be able to distort somebody's comfort zone. If I'm looking directly at you, you may be uncomfortable for a second, but then you're okay. If I move to the left, to the right, up or down, and make you change your field of view, you now become more uncomfortable. If I'm still and then run 
and then drop to the ground and then pop back up, they don't have time to focus all that. I'm able to control my scare that way. And in doing that, I created the Grave Digger. Went down to one of the Phoenix Zombie Walks. I think it was a Zombie Walk 3 and seeing how it was done. I was like, oh, wow, there's like eight, 9,000 people out here. Awesome. Wait a minute. There's a bunch of people with guns, which is technically the good guys, you know, the survivors, telling all these zombies that they're mindless fools and they don't matter. Well, this was a time when everybody was trying to be the voice for somebody. Cool. Opportunity knocked. I took it. I stepped up and went, Hello, everyone. I am the grave digger. And they went, Zombies don't talk. And I told them, Yes, I do. And they're like, Huh? So I made up a story about being mortal and stuck between the life of death and, you know, being living. And they all ate it up and loved it. And since then, I've continued to lead people year after year both here in Arizona and in Palm Springs for the uh, Comic-Con they have out there. And as it, you know, it goes, it becomes, you know, more and more and more. Um, Phoenix last year canceled the uh, zombie walk that they had down there because it got too big and the city couldn't afford it. We were having almost 20 to 25,000 people walking behind me when I raised my shovel the sky and blew the smoke they knew now see that's another thing I have a shovel and my shovel has a a vape connected to it so I can blow a 20 foot cloud out of the top of it it takes a 5 foot person and makes them 25 feet tall that's awesome fair enough now, so your whole thing is about scaring people. You were talking about, you know, if you get out of the field of vision or you move, you, you go in for the scare. What is it about scaring people that you enjoy? It's not necessarily about the scare. It's about control. I don't always have to scare you as my character when I'm playing a character. I am also there for entertainment. A lot of people can see me and know that I'm not scary. But at the same time, if I want their attention, I have to be able to entertain them. So the fact that I talk and that I'm a smart ass and I say whatever the fuck I want to, that's what makes Digger who he is. He is an immortal undead character. He is the leader of all the undead. Well, what goes, is Digger's go. story? You said he's trapped between the living and the dead. What is his story? How he was created? No, the, like, his story. What, How what he made him? Backstory. Like his whole story? Like his I don't have an exact story for him. I just no, made back... him up. <laughs> well, no, he's I mean, in, no, he, like backstory. Who is he in he life? Was, you, you mentioned he was caught between two life? worlds also. No, no, you said that yeah, he was caught really, between two worlds? Yes, he's basically, he's, he's caught between life and death. So he's not dead, but he's not completely alive. He's in between. Well, what did he do when he was alive? Do you have any backstory for him? I'm I curious. Never even, never even, even went that far with it. I've never had to. Interesting. Is he your favorite character to play? It's the only character that I play. I've I've never taken, you know, like, I mean, I, w- I work all day. This is my hobby. This is my, my passion. I have a room in my house that is my laboratory where I create and I build and I do stuff. And I do photo shoots and, you know, all kinds of stuff. But recently, I think I got published internationally in a couple magazines for some makeup I did. And, you know, I, I mean, I... It's not, it's not going to change my life. You know what I mean, I'm not going to go do a makeup or two and make enough money to replace what I make at my day job. You know, I do it 
when I can, as much as I can, you know, even going to work, leaving and going to set to help people film and do makeup and whatever, as much as possible. But I don't have the ability because, to me, the age I am, the fact that I have, you know, kids and a wife, I don't have the ability to just go chase that dream that way. That's how and I feel. And let's face it, independent but at the film same time, doesn't pay squat. I do. So, you know. Yeah, independent film is pretty. It's hard. And, and there's you- not much in it. See, I haven't worked that much in independent film, but I've always liked the integrity behind it. People love their their characters, and they go into the work because they enjoy it. Oh yeah, the, the, the sometimes pass, you just need something. The passion to do. that you. Sorry, my bad. No, no, no. It was you saying the passion. The passion that I see. Okay, because I deal with a lot of like first time filmmakers out here in Arizona. And I do it just because I want them to know what not to do. You know what I mean? This, no, no, no. You cannot do this in order for that to work. Why? Because you just forgot four steps. You know, and I'm the makeup guy. But I know because I've been on enough of them that I know all the don't do this stupid shit because it's not going to Pay attention to not this. Gonna, not going to work. You know? Well, we're going to go to break when we come back. We are going to be talking more to Michael, and I'm going to get some of these stories about what happened on these independent film sets, because I'm very interested in that. I'm Summer Helene. We are on with my co-host, host of The Millicent Moderate, Paul Michael Boland, and we are on with our very special guest, Michael Aguirre. I'm going to run to the bathroom. I'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Tune in every week for Sex Out Loud. Host Tristan Termino will discuss everything from sexual pleasure to sexual politics. Get an insider's perspective from leaders in the adult film industry, the LGBT community, and the sex-positive world. From kink to non-monogamy, nothing is off-limits. Plus, you can call in to join the conversation. Sex Out Loud airs every Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 Pacific, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you think about what you really want? Are you looking to change or perfect your environment, your value, your life? We can help. Tune in to Everyday News with the Blantons. Hosted by husband and wife team Mark and Dr. Latasha Blanton, our program will help you find the answers to make the changes in your life with inspiring guests that can help you find your sense of place in the world and how you view it. Listen live every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. All right. Well, and whenever this happens, I get to make fun of Summer because she's not back from the bathroom. <laughs> so now that now that, that is stated as part of the permanent record, because you can always find that you can always look in the back episodes. <laughs> episodes. Uh, so we were talking during the break. Uh, what what is some of the, uh, the what is your imp- inspiration for what you do? Like who are the uh, who are your kings? Or that you look up to and, well, pull, you know, maybe even pull from or know what not to do? I mean, are you a Romero or you're a Fulce or what are you? Uh, Tom Savini and Romero. Mm. Um, I, I, I like both and what they do and the fact that they were free to create, you know, a vision. <laughs> Hi, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the bathroom breaks over. Yes, sorry. Fair enough. There's a line. Yes, as you yeah. were saying, sir. Yeah, yeah. So, 
both Savini and, and Romero, I mean, each one has their own style. Like I said, they were true to who they are. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I talk, I see Savini every so often. I don't know him personally, but I've talked with him a few times when I do events such as a uh, mad monster and stuff. I help build these sets that they have for these amazing, just amazing things that they do. And, you know, he's still him, you know, he still comes at his visions, his art, the same way that he always had, you know, same way, the way Romero was his visions for zombies and the way they were stayed, you know, I mean, that's, the way he thought, you know, he's like, when the zombies started running and getting fast, he's like, fuck that. Zombies don't run. You know? Mm. They don't. But... You know, I, I always gave him a pass if they were just freshly bitten. You know? But if they were old zombies, I, they'd, they'd slow down. Like, I love yeah. the fact that they, they run. It allows me to do whatever the hell I want as my character. Mm. The fact Wouldn't that, that rotting there's flesh every, impede that? Well, that's what I said. If they were, if they were freshly bit. And they hadn't had a chance to rot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's that's also why my character is who he is. I'm in between life and death, so therefore everybody else's theories of how I should uh-huh. be right. goes right out the damn window because so nobody the blade knows of zombies. the situation I'm in. Fair enough. You're the blade of zombies. I like that. I guess. Yeah, technically. Hmm? The Daywalker. All right. Uh, let's see. What are your favorite uh, zombie movies, I should say? Because hmm. people just don't fall into this. This is something that can you see. There always seems to be like you. there is this. You like this movie as a kid. You like Dawn of the Dead. You like uh, Night of the Living Dead as a kid. You know, or Return of the Living Dead. Something with Living Dead in it. I want to say growing up. The one I return, remember, I want to say, is uh, Return of the Living Dead, probably the most. <laughs> only, be- only because of the poster that they had for it. That was a good poster. Uh, was that that was a that was a Stein guy, I think. Uh, the artist, artist, and I used to have the pleasure of hanging out with Kulu Gulager on a regular basis. Basis, who was oh, yeah. the uh, yeah, who was the guy who ran the ran the uh, warehouse that the two numbnuts let the barrels loose in. You know, you know, hell of a nice guy. I worked on his son's uh, short film a while back, but that seems ages ago. Um, so, what are, what is it about zombies to you that catches you? Why zombies, not vampires, not survivors? Why the zombie? At the time, I was playing in a graveyard at a haunted house. Yeah, that makes sense. So, but why did and you stick scene, with and it? And no, it's and the because I, the character I created blew up. You know, it, it took off. It it meant something to so so many people, and there was other people that started along with this in me. You know, with this, and there was people that fell off and there was people that moved on and started their own groups and my whole little movement of digger created so many different groups of people that are starting to do effects that are starting to do stuff whether they like me or hate me is irrelevant because I caused them to do something and do something productive and so with it, it keeps the people that do practical effects and the fact that there's artists, artists out there and people that are creative, it keeps them going. It keeps that area so it's not everything done by computer. Because, yeah, some of the computer stuff looks good. But you watch some of these movies that are out there now, and it's just like, really? Like, you, it's too much. you got to keep some practical effects in it. That's how I feel about it. I mean, it's just if you take all that away and you do everything CGI and everything, you know, green screen. Yeah. There's no 
real emotion. There's no real feeling anymore. And, and it yeah, it's, all, it's, you know, it's, it's just, always spectacular when they can figure out a way to like combine the two. Uh, like I know in The Walking Dead, that when they they've been like green screening the knife in the good guy's hands, so the knife isn't actually there, so the guy can get really close to somebody. So what he and there's no knife in his hand, so can't really hurt him, hurt him. But it's always that back and forth, forth. We still need practical people, otherwise it just all looks like a giant cartoon. Pretty much, mm. it looks like Wolverine's claws in the Wolverine movie. He looked like he belonged in Who Frames Roger Rabbit. And at that point, they were bone claws. So there was just, there, there was I'm not just, talking about the bone claw point. I'm talking about the point in the bathroom where he sliced the sink. Uh, they look like bad CG claws. <laughs> I'm still mad at those. The whole movie was uh, not that good of a movie. But, yeah, that's neither him nor there. You know what? It has Hugh Jackman in it. It gets points, no matter how bad it is. <laughs> All right. Now, Days of Future Past had Hugh Jackman's ass, so that gets extra points. I just had to that's, explain it, that. That's it's already got that's, it's already got all three of the things to make successful. So hey, in origin, yeah. he was ripped. His mm-hmm. origin, yeah, gorgeous man. Um, Sex, now my violence and product can, placement, baby. Fair product enough. placement makes all the difference in the world. Now, Michael, we're coming to the end of the show. We have about three minutes left. If people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? Um, they can check me out on Instagram under Corpse Crew Official. Um, they can check us out on Facebook under AZ Corpse Crew. They can also uh, check me out under Digger on Facebook. And, you know, I'm always available for hire and looking to collaborate and create amazing looks and ideas. Tomorrow I'll be joining uh, James Sasser in his junkyard photo shoot that he does out here in Arizona, which has about four to five hundred people that attend to it between models, photographers, artists, makeup, and everything else. And I will be out there doing a new version of my character that has not ever been seen before. So we will be revealing some new pictures and whatnot on the uh, Instagram and Facebook in the next couple of days and uh, doing a lot of stuff. Look I forward like to that. doing a Comic-Con this year, too, uh, for you, Summer. Oh, I will put uh, I'll put up some links if you'll send them to us. The show I'll put up some links. And Paul, uh, where can everyone find you? Oh yes, uh, they can find me on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes, and of course Facebook, Twitter, which I still haven't figured out to use, and the YouTube page. <laughs> and you guys know me. I'm Summer Helene. You guys find me on Twitter because you send me all kinds of inappropriate questions all the time, which I completely appreciate. I love your inappropriate questions. Michael, thank you so much for joining us on the show. We don't get to talk to a lot of people in the independent film world. This was really, really cool. No problem. Thank you for joining us. Of course, thank you uh, as well, Paul. I love having you as a co-host, and I get Mm -hmm. lots of write-in questions for you uh, that we didn't get to again. I'm Summer Helene. I'm on with my co-host, host of The Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. Special thanks to our guest, Mike Laguerre. He's with the AZ Corpse Group. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.